0: I just want to see what the... What was my point? (laughs) I know what the start was. I had to figure out what the point of it was. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm
1: Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality.
0: And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun. But it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic from tarot to
1: third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice.
0: So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans,
1: that's me. <laughs> <laughs> everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that.
0: Let's talk about shit my soul says.
1: Jillian, I think it's time for the weekly woo. The weekly woo.
0: I'm getting a lot more sing-songy, I don't know, this year for some reason. That's fine.
1: I don't know. Why don't you tell our listeners what the Weekly Woo is? Well, the Weekly Woo is the part of our
0: episode where we talk about some woo shit that we've gotten up to this past week or two or that has found us through the wild (laughs) universe, and uh, we want to share it with you. So, Rosalie, (laughs) what about you? What's your weekly woo for the week?
1: Um, My weekly woo is unsurprisingly parent-related. Okay. I started casting a circle of protection in my son's bedroom at bedtime. Nice. And now he can't sleep without it. (laughs) You've really gotten yourself in a pickle there. Yep. (laughs) You're going to have to teach him how to cast his own circle at some point. I've started to try, and he is very resistant to it. Oh. Mainly, I think, because he thinks I do a better job than he does. And when my husband does it, because he'll ask for it, then he makes me come in and do it again. (laughs) Because my husband doesn't do it right, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was a kid, it was like if my brother made cereal for me, somehow it was much worse than how my mother made cereal. (laughs) And I
1: wouldn't eat it because it was garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, brothers don't know how to make cereal. Clearly, it's very complicated. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I'm glad that he feels protected by your circle protection, though.
1: Yeah. So I'm making my son a little woo, woo baby. Yes, you are. What's your weekly woo?
0: Well, I've got a couple. (laughs) Always. One is kind of more of like a personal development thing that I just wanted to share. I came up with three new magic words. (gasps) New magic words. New magic words. And the magic words are, I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have bad news for you. Yeah. You did not come up with those words. I know, but I'm using them in a whole new
0: way. So I've got a lot of negative brain chatter in my head. And I tend to get like really, I can, I get convinced about like, oh, this person's angry at me, or they didn't like how I did this, or I did a horrible, they don't like how I said that, right? I just feel like a lot of people, you know, we all have that. I think a lot of us have that, that fear of judgment of other people. And I just kind of realized, you know, I don't know actually what they think. I oh, don't sure. know what they how they felt about that. And for some yeah. reason, that has just really helped me in like my anxiety moments around that. Totally. So I thought it was magical. And I wanted to share in case it's helpful to anybody else. Absolutely. What's your other weekly woo? So I've got a new guru. Okay. You know how I love me some Yes. Well, I found a new one. And I've told you about him before offline but i'm going to talk about him on the recording and that's lee harris that's right he's an energy intuitive i stumbled across him youtube threw his face in my face (laughs) at some point and i was just like yeah sure i'll watch this woo woo video and he was doing a um he reads energy so like i he's my people and he was doing an energy reading for the month i think this was back in november and. As I was watching the video, I broke down crying, like (laughs) sobbing, which is really unusual for me because I'm Mm -hmm. the kind of person who doesn't really cry. So Mm -hmm. for me, that was a big sign that like a lot of energy was moving. Anyway, that's a little bit about how I found him. Um, so I've continued to watch his videos and one of the things that I've been thinking about for the year ahead is really wanting to purge, like do a lot of purge, do a lot of release. Like I feel like this is the year of like releasing things, mm-hmm. letting go. I was listening to his January update and it was just. Pretty cool, because he was also talking about the energy reading he's getting right now is this is a time of release. So for me, it was really cool because it was like a a validation of like what I'm feeling the energy is mm-hmm. like we're matching up. It was really validating to have somebody like, hey, I'm sensing the same energy stuff that you are. So it's like, cool, we're on the same page. Totally. You know, just nice. I think that's kind of the point. That's it right there. That's <laughs> what I had to say about it. I think that's the point. It's just nice to have watches energy updates and know that i'm feeling what's going on in the universe and i have somebody to kind of share it back at me
1: sure well and if you happen to be listening uh hit up our dms
0: (laughs) yeah thanks lee he's he's one of my people that was the thing i told you about before like i when i watched that first video i just felt like he was one of my tribe i feel like we study together on the other world or in the (laughs) uh, in the on the astral plane
1: i mean when i watched that video that you had recommended of his. I also was like, yeah, he and Jillian, which is funny, because you and I travel in circles together. Mm -hmm. Like we are in a soul circle, but it's more like a Venn diagram. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't get the feeling that he was like part of my group. No, but that was it
0: was that thought. That's what actually started me bawling. Honestly, was the thought like he's in my my class. Like, he's in my class. He and I take classes together. Like, that's <laughs> how it felt. Like, in the other side, we take classes together. He's more advanced than I am, but we're still like chilling together. So, it was just nice. Anyway,
1: so it's my weekly woo. Okay. So, Jillian, Rosalie, are you excited? I am so excited. We are doing something totally new. Yes, you're going on a ride with us. And, I've spent a lot of time working on this, and Jillian has spent a lot of time anticipating this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But this is the first of hopefully what will be several workshop episodes. Yes. So I'm going to lead a workshop for Jillian, and therefore lead a workshop for all of you. Yeah,
0: and just to kind of reiterate, I mean, we talked about it in our last episode, but our first season was a lot about explaining different, you know, metaphysical and woo concepts. And now we really want to get more into the experiential side of things. So, mm-hmm. to help, I know a lot of you out there, you might have access to different sorts of workshops and teachers, but not everybody does. So, right. this is a way to kind of bring all of that through the microphone
1: <laughs> to your ears. Yeah. So, we have available a PDF of the fundamental bullet points of what I'm going to go over for anybody who signs up for our mailing list at shipmysoulsayspodcast.com.
0: Yes, and you will be happy to know we don't flood your inbox with emails, so don't worry about that. Just sign up and you'll get notified of the latest episodes.
1: So do you want to know what our workshop is this week? Yes. What is our workshop this week, Rosalie? How to write your own magic spell. (laughs)
0: That was my very very bad attempt at a special effects sound. It was a perfect special effects sound.
1: Great. And on that note, ad break. Hi, Rosalie Forrest here. I'm so excited to announce the launch of my new metaphysical advising business, rosalieforest.com. Whether you are brand new to the world of woo or you've been practicing for decades, my goal is to empower you to access and train your metaphysical skills. I'm available to help you identify the underlying cause of your stumbling blocks and to co-create solutions. Everyone has their own unique path and I want to nurture yours. Do your woo. Shit My Soul Says listeners get 20% off everything on. On my website when you enter promo code SHIT at checkout at rosalieforest.com. That's forest with two R's. I can't wait to work with you. Bye. Oh, the ad breaks over. So, Jillian, I would like to ask you what your experience is writing magic spells. Oh,
0: that is a wonderful question. I have very little. So, back when I was a teenager and I was getting into Wicca, I think I may have written a spell or two for myself, and I think I may have used some spells that were written as well, but haven't really done too much as far as spell writing since then. So I am Mm. all excited to learn what you have to share, Rosalie.
1: Awesome. I also want to ask you, how would you define a spell? Oh, okay. I feel, okay.
0: I'm all, I'm in, I'm in the front of the class. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only
1: one in the class. I'm the student. I'm representing all of the people out there in the world. You're d- by default raising your hand. I'm for raising all my, of my hand, questions.
0: which is just normal in life for me anyway.
1: <laughs> um, let me talk. Uh, yeah. So for me, a spell is about
0: taking your intention, your energy and directing it towards something that you want to create in the world, or you want to uncreate in the world, depending on what the spell is. And it's basically just using your own personal energy and magic to kind of
1: make it happen. (laughs) Affect the universe. (laughs) That's a fantastic definition. Mine is, um, it's a method of focusing your intention to affect change. Okay, cool. Yours was more like official sounding. Well, right, because I actually like had time to sit down and think about it and write out and edit it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And I just started talking, (laughs) which is what I (laughs) do. Yes. (laughs) And so I also just wanted to bring up that there are some examples of spells that people experience regularly in the real world. Oh, tell me. Making a wish on a birthday candle. Yes. Yes.
0: That's such a good example. And vision boards. Yes. I had a boyfriend who had a a whole vision board set up. (laughs) I remember that. I was like, oh.
1: Prayer could even be considered a type of spell. I agree with that. Yeah. And then one that people might have a negative association with, but it doesn't have to be negative is puppets or voodoo dolls. Mm, Okay. So those are things that people have probably heard of. And now, Jillian. Rosalie. I have another question for you. Great. Is magic real? Yes. Good answer. It is real. It is, but I'm also going to say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the reason I say no is because we don't have wizard style magic.
0: No, there's no like flames coming out of your, your wand.
1: Unless you set it on fire. Or if you're, you could make a wand out of like a, like one of those lighters. Yeah, You could do your special (laughs) effects wand. Yeah, but you're not likely to create something from nothing or throw a fireball or any of those Hollywood magic tricks that you see. Mm -hmm.
0: I think this would be a great time too to like mention – we had a magic episode in season one that would be great because that kind of talks a lot about spells. And like, I loved the camping story, the woman that turned herself invisible, <laughs> right? She was yes. literally invisible, but nobody could find her.
1: <laughs> yes. So definitely go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. We'll link to it on our show notes. Okay. And now another question. Yes. Is casting spells good or evil? It depends on how you use it. Exactly, I swear! Yay, listeners! Jillian has not had access to my my notes, so she's just she's just nailing it. (laughs) I'm getting an A. (laughs) Yeah, spells are a tool, just like anything. They can be used for good, or they can be used for bad, or everywhere in between.
0: Just like a pen, right? Yeah, you can you can write like a love story with it, or you can
1: use it as a shiv. That's not where I was expecting that to go. You're welcome. <laughs> and okay, here's another question. I have a bunch of questions just Great. to start this off. With. Okay. Do you have to use a spell that has already been written?
0: No. Nope. I don't have to do that, and that's kind of where you know when you said earlier about what your experience writing spells. Any spells that I've done like since I was just learning and tried to do things
1: the right way, that
0: was like the official way. Once I kind of figured out the essence and idea about what magic was mm-hmm. and realized that you it's about putting your intention into the world into the universe like, "Oh, then I can just kind of come up with something on the spot."
1: Totally. It is okay to use spells that are out there though. Yeah, absolutely. It's also perfectly okay to modify spells that are out there. I know there are practitioners who would be like, fuck, no, you can't do that. But you can. Um, we here at Shit My Soul Says say, do your woo. Do your woo. Which means if... It
0: means do whatever the fuck you want to
1: do. Just try to be a good person
0: about it. That's all we ask.
1: I mean, we do ask that, but that's not part of our phrase. That's not, not part, part of our, our phrase slogan. at
0: all. <laughs> it's just something I decided to throw in. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Okay. So there are a few things that you need to figure out before you get started. To write a spell, you need to know what your goal is. Okay. So Jillian, why don't you share with everybody in the whole world what your goal is for
0: this (laughs) spell? (laughs) This is going to be me being a little bit vulnerable, too, when I thought about it. When I thought about, you know, the thing that I mentioned earlier about, for me, this is really a year of release Mm -hmm. and letting go. And I know that our next topic is going to be about love. Hmm. And, you know, I'm the perpetually single person. And we've kind of, you know, had different stories that we've shared in different episodes. But like I am, I'm like the person who's like perpetually single. And I know that's because I've got a lot of walls and I've got a Mm -hmm. lot of like blocks up. So I thought instead of focusing on like making love happen in my life, because this year for me is a lot about release. I wanted to do something about releasing my walls. I love it. That's my spell request.
1: I love it. And it's great, too, because I have love spells as an example of things that are maybe not so ethical unless you do them the right way. And you're doing them the right way. Yay! Another A for me. And so that brings up another question, which – and this is more of a rhetorical question for everybody to answer for themselves when they're writing a spell – is your goal ethical? And that's just based on your own standards because – I mean, I can't say what's ethical for you and what's not. And different religions have different standards. It's all about do your woo. There are a few rules, I say in quotes, rules that are about trying to keep things ethical. One is called the threefold rule.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the one that I learned when I was just a baby witch.
1: Yep. And that's that everything you put out into the world comes back to you times three. So if you put out negative energy, you get three times as much negative energy back from the universe. And if you put out good energy, you get three times as much coming back to you. It's
0: kind of related to the idea of karma, but different.
1: Yeah, it's very similar to karma. I personally don't necessarily believe that that's the case. But I know that there are a lot of magical practitioners out there who do. I remember that you
0: said you didn't believe in that when we were talking in the the magic episode.
1: I think that everything you put out there does come back to you. I just don't think it's magnified times three. It just was nice
0: and balanced, maybe that threefold idea.
1: (laughs) Uh, Another little quote rule is the Wiccan read, which is, and it harm none, do what you will. So that's another rule that I don't necessarily agree with but it's basically don't be a dick you think it's okay for people to be dicks no i guess my rule is don't be a dick okay okay (laughs) (laughs) it's more you know for me when i hear that rule it's like oh my gosh how can you put any intention and energy out into the world and expect it to harm none Mm. right like there's a butterfly effect and something that might be positive for you might create a problem for somebody else down mm. the line or you know it just it's too big for me to grasp okay okay i feel that if i followed it to its logical conclusion i would never do anything okay but i do follow that i do try to follow the rule don't be a dick and that's doubly true when casting spells
0: that is not a magic wand to use is a dick
1: <laughs> And then just some things that I think are good ideas would be to not cast any spells that would change someone's behavior without their consent. Exactly. Like the love spell. Yes. So you can't, I mean, you can try to make somebody love you, but it's not going to probably turn out the way you want to. All you have to do is watch any
0: (laughs) teen movie. (laughs) I have a question. Does that apply to animals?
1: That's a tricky one. That's something that everybody has to conclude on their own. Okay. I think changing an animal's behavior is maybe good only if it's detrimental to their own health. Okay. I would also say if I were worried about an animal's behavior, the first thing I would do is I would say, what am I doing that's causing that behavior? Mm. Or how can I help that behavior to get better and do a spell focused on me? I like that. How I can make it happen because maybe an animal is hurt and you don't know that and that's why they're behaving badly. Then if you think about what your goal is and you figure out, ah, this isn't ethical because maybe you're trying to change someone's behavior or you're trying to do something mean to somebody or whatever, how can you change that to make it ethical? So we've already had a couple of examples of that.
0: Look at yourself and what you can do. And I think that's true, like even outside of magic, right? Just even in Mm -hmm. relationships. If somebody isn't behaving the way that you want them to behave, how can you change the way that you're interacting with them? Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Exactly. So there. Life lesson. Or how do you talk to them about it? Because sometimes it's not about you changing your behavior, but telling them how their behavior is affecting you.
0: But sometimes it's your behavior of actually having a difficult conversation.
1: Yeah. I just don't want people to get caught in like cycles of abuse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't get caught in a cycle of abuse, please. No. I just meant like my example was more like a coworker dynamic that I had. Right. Where when I shifted how I acted towards her, her energy shifted towards me. Mm
1: -hmm. And another thing to think about is if you're in a situation where you're in danger or a loved one is in danger, your ethics might not have to be as rigid. That's my personal point of view. (laughs) There you go. So that's kind of the ethical dilemma of spellcasting. Another thing to think about is, is your goal possible? Oh. Because it is really frustrating to do spells when there's something beyond what you can actually do. And so what I mean by that is, can you affect the change of an election by yourself? Probably not right? Can you fix the environmental problems in this world by yourself? Probably not. Can you make your car drive itself to work? No, no, I don't think you can unless you have one of those self-driving cars. Mm
0: -hmm. Or you are an inventor of those.
1: Right. (laughs) So it's a matter of figuring out like, okay, logistically, is this something that is physically and physically possible and reasonable?
0: Yeah. And do you actually have the amount of power to create that level of a change that would be required?
1: Right. And so if you're looking to make change on a much larger scale, bring more people in.
0: Yes. Get a group together.
1: Yeah. And that's something where you can have as many people as you want participating in a spell, as long as everybody's consenting to participate in that spell.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of like social justice spellcasting, or social justice environmental work.
1: Absolutely. And those things, a lot of people can put in a lot of effort and tiny incremental changes made that you might not even be able to see. But when we're talking about things on a global scale, that incremental stuff is so important. Yeah, everything is a step forward. And then another question is how big is your spell? We kind of touched on that just now. But like, are we talking environment? Are we talking my living room? Yeah, right. And are you involving other people? And would this affect other people? And if so, are they people who should be part of the spell or should they not be part of the spell? And how much work do you need to put into the spell? Like, how much energy needs to go into that spell to make it happen? I would say the more work it would take without magic, the more work it will take with magic.
0: Yeah, that magic will might not like clean the environment directly, but it will like it's not going to magically disappear all of the trash. right Right. but it will make the things happen that will then clear the trash
1: right well and also like you know if it's something in your life getting a job is a lot more work than making sure your cat is peeing in the litter box
0: in your world
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe not yeah and then that also goes with how much effort do you want to put into it because some people are really lazy when it comes to magic so do you want to just do a simple candle magic spell or do you want to do a full-blown ritual with a lot of people tons of tools decorations the whole nine yards i'm in the lazy camp me too although sometimes a big spell can be really empowering
0: yeah absolutely and, and can be fun, particularly like if you're doing it at a particular time of year, like, mm-hmm. right, Halloween or solstice or absolutely big event, your birthday,
1: <laughs> birthday magic. Woo-hoo. So think about that, you know, don't do something that is huge. If you only have a tiny bit of energy to devote to it.
0: Yeah, I really love that. Like, I think that I always thought that it had to be something huge. So it was really mm-hmm. nice
1: to know, like, like you said earlier,
0: blowing out a a candle on a birthday cake, right? It doesn't have to be monumental.
1: Correct. And then just a couple of other things. What are you comfortable with? So- you might be asked to participate in a, in somebody else's spell where they're like, "We're all going to be sky clad," which means naked, dancing at the full moon. Or we might be doing some blood magic where we each prick our fingers with a lancet and put a drop of blood into a bowl. And do, you know, there's yeah. things that people do. Some traditions require sacrificing, like a chicken. So, what level are you comfortable with? And don't push yourself beyond your comfort level because that's going to just Fuck up all of your work. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're inviting other people to participate in your ritual or in your spell, make sure that they're comfortable with all of the components of what you're doing.
0: Exactly. You know what I love about all of this, Rosalie, is a Hmm. lot of this goes back to like the do your woo thing, right? Yeah. Know yourself, what you're Mm -hmm. comfortable with, right? Know what your ethical standards are. Mm -hmm. and do it according to what feels right to you and comfortable to you and you don't have to try to be something else just because you've read it in a book or saw it in a movie or had an idea in
1: your head exactly have fun with it yes oh i have one more question which is when do you want to do it so do you want to do it right now or based on the perfect astrological or moon phase Or some day on the wheel of the year, so like you were saying, Halloween, or the solstice, or any other holy days of any religion that resonates with you. I know
0: for me, one of the things that I do like to think about, if I want to like put intention into it in a way that's pretty simple still, is the phase of the moon. Mm-hmm. If it's between the new moon and the full moon, so the moon is growing, that's a mm-hmm. good time to do spells. You want to create and grow something new versus when it's between the full moon and the new moon the reverse when it's getting smaller that's a mm-hmm. time for purging and getting rid of things and endings
1: totally so for your spell
0: mine would be maybe in the waning time totally when it's getting
1: smaller so those those are kind of the big questions that you need to ask yourself when you're writing a spell if you haven't been doing it for a long time because i could just do a spell and be like done but i've thought about those questions at length for other things so when you're writing your spell When you're thinking about what you want to do, think about symbols, symbolism that works for you related to your goal. So things like colors, entities, which would be deities, spirit guides, angels, demons. I'm not recommending demons, but I'm not going to stop you. (laughs) ghosts ancestors whatever um also symbol symbolic images so like shapes or words or letters or sigils animals some people like to do animal spirit type things elements earth air fire water Um, So just think about those things that you associate with it, and and then think about which of those you want to incorporate into the spell.
0: And you know, I think a good rule of thumb here, Google is your friend. Yes. If you're not sure, like, what are some things, like love, for example, you know, heart and red, that sort of things, but maybe you want to find out what sort of scents are associated with, right, love. Yes. Like jasmine is, for Mm -hmm. example. So you can do some Google.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do some Google.
0: I do don't know. That's, not, that's, you know, <laughs> not a phrase, but it is now.
1: And so just a quick example would be candle magic, which is you pick a color associated with what you want, maybe carve a word or a picture or a symbol into it with a toothpick and then burn it. And the size of the candle should be equivalent to the size of the goal. So if it's a big thing, you want a big candle or lots of little candles. Okay, that's a new one. I did not know that. Yeah, that's something that makes the most sense to me anyway. Okay. But if that doesn't make sense to you, don't do do it. (laughs) Okay. Noted. (laughs) Then there's a few broad categories that spells can fall under. Getting rid of something or someone, which is what I would say your love spell falls under, which is also sometimes called banishment. It's a very tricky category. Oh. Because... It can be unethical. The particular spell that you've chosen is not unethical.
0: (laughs) It's just about
1: me and nobody else. Right. But it can be. So, you know, thinking about banishing somebody's or changing somebody's behavior would be under banishment or getting someone out of your life is banishment. Sometimes that's necessary, but sometimes it falls into a gray area. Another question to ask, and it's not necessary, but It's can I turn it into something positive Mm -hmm. or can I get rid of the bad and then bring in something good? Yes, I like that. And another just tip is fire is very useful in a lot of these sort of banishment spells because you can set fire to a symbolic representation of the thing to get rid of it. So that's kind of one category. There's also attracting something or someone. So like money, Um, what I would say is choose things to work with that attract you. So, if it's in a book and you're like, Ugh, but I hate whatever it is, don't do it. Pick something that you like. Then also things that attract what you want to attract. So, if you want to attract water, so like you want to make it rain, use water in your spell. Don't use fire. Makes sense. Fire turns water into steam. When you're doing attraction spells, you want to attract the stuff magnets and lodestones are really good for attraction spells. There's healing spells. Those can also be tricky because you need to get somebody's permission, in my opinion, to do healing Mm -hmm. on them.
0: And that's been my training too for energy healing. It's always good to ask. Yeah. Sometimes if it's even just that you're asking that person's spirit, it's still a little bit of a cheat. (laughs) But sometimes like if if I'm seeing somebody's like presenting and they're nervous, and I just want to help ground them like I Can't run up to them while they're presenting. Be like, hey, is it okay if I ground you
1: right now? (laughs) It's also important to think about if you're doing a spell on somebody else, they haven't given you permission to do it. It's going to be a lot harder for you to be successful. This is
0: true. Can you imagine just even going up and combing somebody's hair without their permission? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like if you said, hey, can I comb your hair? I mean, that's still weird but yeah but but if it was like me and you right Mm -hmm. if i went up to you rosalie and asked you and you said sure that sounds lovely and it would be lovely but like (laughs) if i just ran up to you and started combing your hair i have no idea why this analogy came in my head (laughs) i don't have any real world examples that match this at all but maybe that's what the universe (laughs) wanted to share
1: I mean, if you came up to me and just started combing my hair, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, okay, my hair needed that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but at first she'd probably be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) You're like, what, (laughs) Julian? Back (laughs) off. Exactly. Oh, my hair is a mess? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: it's sort of a similar thing. Like, even though your intentions are good and Mm -hmm. what you're going to be doing is good. Everybody has the right to their own personal autonomy.
1: Right. And you can you can also do self-healing, though. And, I, you know, if you're healing yourself, you've got permission. <laughs> One would hope. And then there's protection spells, which are just protecting yourself or somebody else from negative energy or a specific person or a specific event. So just protection. Crystals are my favorite for protection spells because they're very strong and they hold a lot of energy. And they can also be placed... Strategically. So, you can place them in different places your car, your house, your workplace. You can wear them as necklaces or bracelets or earrings or whatever. And you can also charge a whole bunch of them at the same time. You can do a spell with a whole bunch of them and then do that. So, that's my favorite for protection. If you're actively afraid of something coming after you, so that's like an X or something, you might want to just revisit that spell pretty regularly just to make sure that the energy isn't eroding from their efforts. And that's kind of the gist of the main spell categories. So let me
0: sum up to see if I got it all. Yes. We have banishing spells when you want to get rid of something or reduce something. We have attraction spells when you want to bring something more into your life. Mm -hmm. We have healing spells when you want to heal. Um, (laughs) We have protection spells Mm -hmm. when you want to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the four? There's a fifth one. There's, no. There's not a fifth one.
1: I mean, there might be a fifth one. I don't know. I'm I'm just the expert here.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I'm kidding. There's
0: a, there's a fifth invisible one. So there's there you go. There's the four.
1: You know, and there's probably other subcategories or different categories. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Those are the ones that I kind of thought encompassed the most. Okay. All right. So then you get to figure out what you want to say in your spell. And that can be just stating your intention. It can be writing a song or a poem. It can be picking words from somebody else. You know, nobody says you have to use your own words, but if there's a poem that speaks to you or a phrase from a book that you like or a spell written by somebody else, you can use that in your spell. People think of spells as being like little rhyming couplets a lot of the time or like a single magic word. And that's for ease of memory. Okay. If you have a rhyming couplet, you can repeat it over and over again. And it's a lot easier than if you say something really lengthy and your tongue gets tied.
0: So this would be the place where you could actually use... You know, maybe your favorite pop song. Absolutely. If the words are something that actually are in alignment with what you want, like look through Mm -hmm. the words and make sure. But like (laughs) that might be a fun way to do it.
1: Totally. I mean, I I don't even know the words to the song, but there's like that one song about a wrecking ball. (laughs) Yeah. If you wanted to destroy things or
0: or clear things out. Mm -hmm. Or like even the happy song. Oh, the
1: Pharrell happy. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want, if you're like, and you want to just do a spell about bringing more happiness into your life, totally. Unless that song makes you full of anger every time you hear it <laughs> does it Does it do that to you, Rose? Oh my gosh, yes. Because I okay. heard it too many times. Okay, got it. All right, so it's not your happy song. <laughs> no, but noted. It's a lot of other people's happy song. Yeah,
0: I like it. I'm going to stick stick with that.
1: When you're ready to cast your spell, you want to make sure that you're in the right headspace. For me, that means maybe doing a little meditation or a little centering, casting a circle, deep breathing. Those are all things that help me get into the right headspace. But whatever works for you is ideal. Just something to get you kind of calm and feeling sort of magical. So like maybe have some music that makes you feel good. Some people might want to take a bath or go on a walk. Exactly. Figure out the physical space where you're going to do the spell.
0: Where hopefully a cat won't be trying to break down your door. <laughs> because Rosalie's cat keeps on trying to break in as we're doing this recording. In and out
1: and in and out. It's
0: good old cat.
1: <laughs> you want some place, probably, that's private. Because it's really hard if people keep interrupting you, like your cat. Like your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Pets. Decide if you're okay with having them present or not. And
0: I'd throw in too, if you're working with candles, that's a big thing to consider with pets around.
1: Yes, absolutely. Or children. (laughs) And incense, if you want to burn incense, don't do it directly under a smoke alarm.
0: Did you learn that the hard way?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had a
0: feeling. Yeah.
1: Decide if you're going to do it inside or outside. Outside means that you might have to give up a little bit of your privacy. And what's your favorite? Ideally, I like private outdoor space. I don't have that currently because mm-hmm. you can see into my entire yard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, I just do it in my bedroom most of the time. Okay. Because that's where I have like my little altar set up. What about you? Are you an indoor or outdoor kind of person?
0: I like the energy of being outdoor. There's something mm-hmm. about natural energy that really seemed to seems to infuse things. Um, But I don't even have a yard like I live in an apartment and going (laughs) like lighting a candle in the middle of the woods doesn't seem like a great idea to me. I mean, it can be done safely. (laughs) But um, so yeah, maybe more of a person is going to do it in my apartment where it can be quieter and warmer. Yeah. But I think the ideal
1: situation is outside. And sometimes group spells are done outside. That's more common because people are less likely to harass a large group. Yes. Than they are an individual. But I've done, I've gone to like city parks and uh, sat outside and found a spot where nobody was really paying attention and did a little something, something. I like it. Yeah. And then decide on your ambiance. So if you're outside, you have a lot less control over it. But inside, what, what kind of lighting are you going to use? Yes. Are you going to decorate things? Are you going to create an altar? Are you going to have any music playing? That's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really jumping ahead here. No, It's good. It's good incense or like essential oils like any of those things that make you feel magical what are you gonna wear Mm -hmm. and then if you feel necessary are you going to be protecting or cleansing your space and or yourself i always like to protect my space before i do a spell but that's a personal choice seems like a good idea but not required before you start you're going to want to make sure you have all of your spell tools that you've planned on it's sort of a mise in
0: place for spell casting (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just had to throw down my fancy cooking knowledge. (laughs) Meese place means to have all your cooking stuff in line before you start cooking.
1: Yes, 100%. Because it really sucks if you're like, oh, you're like, I've done all this stuff I've done. I raised energy and I'm going to put it in my crystal and my crystals in another room where my roommate is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, poo.
1: (laughs) Oh, poo. So that's kind of the prep beforehand, but writing the actual spell. You want to decide, are you going to invite any entities to join you? So Jillian, are you going to invite any entities to join you when you cast the spell?
0: Well, do you mean the one that I'm planning on or just in general? Yeah. Yeah. The one I'm planning on. Yeah, I would definitely ask for my spirit guides to be with me, particularly as this is part of my like, life learning lesson side of things. So I would I would ask for them to help me. Awesome. That's what I would go with. Those are my peeps. For almost every spell, I usually invite one or more deities. Oh, I would also, yes, I would invite Ganesh Mm. because he's the remover of obstacles. Totally. Love love me some Ganesh. He's a great guy.
1: Mm -hmm. We've already kind of talked about your intention. And you don't have to do this right now unless you want to, but like writing out your statement. Of what you're going to say, because you want to state your intention when you do your spell.
0: And I know that I'll need to think through the words as well. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to say it? And like, making sure, like, how can this be interpreted by the universe, right? Mm hmm. Because you know, you've also seen those movies where you make a wish and the person makes a wish, and it's just like, oh, well, that was the wish.
1: (laughs) Didn't turn out right. This is what I really meant. You know, it's funny. I've always thought that if I got three wishes or any number of wishes, I would talk to a lawyer first before I said anything. Just like, okay, let's lay out the wish and exactly like, okay, nobody else can get hurt like this. I don't want to yeah. die. No sickness. No, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you want to get into people that are really specific about words. Lawyers are into words.
1: Yes. One of my best magical friends, Emily, uh, she is a lawyer. And she was like, it's amazing. I never realized how much being a lawyer and a witch really work together. <laughs> That's hilarious. Then you have to decide how you want to raise energy. Now, the raising of the energy is as important as the intent. Because if you don't raise any energy, nothing is going to happen.
0: So why don't you tell me a little bit about what that means? Like, what does raising energy mean?
1: Yeah, thank you. So raising energy is either from yourself or from the earth or from your deities. Ideally, not from somebody else unless they're consenting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but basically, you just gather up energy. Like, And I'm not talking about like electricity. I'm talking about- Life force. Yeah. Like the force, chi. Prana. Yeah. And you want to gather it up so that you can then imbue that energy with your intent. So a spell is the energy combined with the intent to affect change.
0: Yeah. That's the recipe.
1: Mm-hmm. So raising energy, how do you like to do it?
0: I like dancing a lot. I'm into mm-hmm. physical movement. And I also like singing too. I think both of those things really help me raise yeah. energy, get the, get it going on. Totally.
1: I have here, it can be the repetition of your intent over and over again, particularly if you turn it into a little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're singing it over and over again, dancing, uh drumming, or clapping, or you can just make an energy ball by rubbing your hands together really fast. And then letting that energy kind of float outwards.
0: What about breath? You know, that was one of the things too, when we talk about prana, right? Prana mm-hmm. is breath. I wonder about using breath to also build up energy because breath is the life force.
1: I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking through things here. Yeah. I'm trying to discover something in the moment. It's perfect. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's the thing is anything that you think will work will probably work. Yeah. (laughs) Do your woo. Yeah. Um, I have chanting om. Mm -hmm. Om is a very, very powerful sound. And that is also kind of a breath thing. So yeah, there you go. Ringing a bell, playing your favorite song really loudly, whatever it is that you feel will raise energy, you can do that. Yeah. So when you raise your energy, as you're raising that energy, focus on your intent. So that way that energy becomes not just random energy, but it's energy with, with a goal. And then you need to put that energy somewhere. Put it in
0: your pocket.
1: And there's a lot of different places you could put it. You could put it into the universe. Just set it free to go do its thing.
0: That's what I usually do. Uh,
1: you can put it into a physical object So to do that, you just imagine the energy going in. I like to imagine a funnel. And if you aren't a visualizer, you can just literally take your hands and push the energy into the object. It's also a time where you could anoint candles with oils or write sigils or words. You can Glue your vision board or tie your knots or draw your picture or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and like for healing, if you put your hands onto your physical body. Right. That'd be a good way to do it too.
1: Into yourself or another person. Yeah. yeah. Into the earth instead of the universe, depending on what huh. the energy is for. I like that. So it really just depends. I like to just move my hands in the direction of whatever I'm wherever I'm moving the energy to. Okay. You can imagine it however you want. When you release energy into the universe, what do you like to do?
0: Um, I like to extend my arms upward, like a I don't know what a, what am I doing right now, like in like, an upside like down a tree, like, like a tree, like you know, like praising or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just like get it up there, woo! <laughs> Shoot it off into the world,
1: and so that would be like if you're doing not magic, which is where you put energy and intention into a cord and you tie a knot so that later you can untie the knot and get that energy back oh there you go that's when you would do that is when you're putting the energy you put the energy into the string and you tie the knot and then you can do several different knots on a string or into a crystal or into like a little charm bag which is like a little bag that has maybe a little some crystals or some herbs or like figurines or whatever
0: you know i know this is Kind of related and kind of not, but it makes me think of when I'm doing, when I'm doing something, like when I'm building something or creating something, like it's, Mm -hmm. if I'm cross stitching and I'm watching a TV show while I'm doing it. And then later on, I go and I pick that item up again. It brings back that TV show. It's like somehow that energy is in that thing. Yeah. Which I think that's kind of fascinating.
1: And that's something too, like you can do magical crafts. Hmm. So like knitting a scarf where every time you knit, you just like say a mantra or something.
0: That's why it's so powerful to make things for people. Because if you're thinking about them as you're making them and you're putting love into it, like Mm -hmm. how what a beautiful gift that is.
1: I love it. And then if there's anything extra you want to do in your spell, just this would be the time to do it. So like lighting the candle that you've put the energy into to start releasing that energy to do its thing. Although you don't have to light a candle in the immediate moment when you're doing a spell. You can light it when you need it, or you might pick something that needs to be done daily for a while. And then I always like to add a little caveat (laughs) at the end of my spells. I always say, so mode it be, which is... You know, a witchy way of saying "Amen, Amen." <laughs> like this is how it is. Yeah, it's just a good way to end it. I say, "So mote it be," as long as it is in compliance with the will of my goddess and the greater good. Do
0: you use the word "compliance"? It sounds yeah. like such a legal word.
1: Um, <laughs> yes, I do. do- <laughs> Are you judging my woo? <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm delighting in your woo. Here, um, "So mote it be," as long as as it is the will of my goddess. Yeah, there you and go. And in the greater good. Yeah. Does that make you feel happier? No,
0: I, I made me, <laughs> the compliance made me feel happy. It just was unique. That's all. <laughs> I mean, we're
1: talking about lawyer stuff. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's, I think, where I triggered it. It's like the, the lawyer witch would love it.
1: <laughs> and then you just finish up your spell. So you would thank any entities you call in. You close any circles you cast. And then you ground yourself. Release all of the extra energy that you have going through you. Otherwise, you could have a magical hangover and they suck. That's why I
0: know a lot of times it's good to eat food. Like mm-hmm. after like group spells, you
1: have food time. Yep. And that's the first thing I have on my ground yourself list is eat something. <laughs> eat some food. Some eat nourishing some food. food. Um, you can also just imagine excess energy flowing to the ground. Take a shower or a bath. Touch another human being with their consent or a pet. Lay on the ground, put your forehead on the ground, or anything else that you feel is grounding. Touch a tree. Hug a tree. Hug a tree. Stick your bare feet into dirt. Yes, that's the best way to ground. Yeah. And then, Jillian, I just want to do a real quick, the simplest spell I could come up with is you close your eyes and you take a few deep breaths. Am I supposed to do this right now? Only if you want to. Okay, I do. Okay. So that's just getting you into that mindset. And you state your intent.
0: So, am I stating my intent right now?
1: Sure. It doesn't have to be the one that you came up with. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, I am going to state the intent of
0: living a brighter, happier day today. I, I love principle. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, close your eyes. Say, My intention is to live a brighter, happier day today. Yes. Okay. And then rub your hands together really fast while repeating your intent three times.
0: My intention is to live a brighter, happier day-to-day. My intention is to live a brighter, happier day-to-day. My intention is to live a brighter, happier
1: day-to-day. And then release that energy into the universe. I'm putting my hands up in the air. And open your eyes.
0: I I did that ahead of time. I cheated a little
1: bit. That's fine. The the eyes opening can happen at any point. Okay. (laughs) And then eat something. That sounds like a plan. But yeah, just a really, that's just super basic.
0: So tell me about, so when you put together, put your plan in writing, because mm-hmm. I know you've written spells for us before, right? We're yep. like, okay, we're going to do a spell for Shit My Soul Says and what we want to create. And you bring together a document. So, because mm-hmm. I like to have a document before I do anything, because that's our role. Mm-hmm. Like, how I roll. Like, how do you go ahead and, and structure that? How do you put that together?
1: So I usually do an outline. I I know the structure. That's the the thing I went over where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, here's the ritual of it. And it doesn't have to be a complicated ritual. It's just the ritual is the act of casting the spell, right?
0: Can I see if I can sum it up? So Mm -hmm. you're going to have your opening bit, Mm -hmm. whatever that's going to look like, calling in your people, Mm -hmm. right? If you're going to be doing that, then there's going to be the part where you're actually doing the spell itself, whatever that is. Yep. Okay. And then this is where I'm getting tested here. I'm testing myself so that Rosalie can correct me. And then there's the raising of the energy. And and you're giving me a face. Am I forgetting something? Well, it's raising of the energy is part of the spell. Yes, but it's supposed to happen at the end of it. No. Well, it's all part of the spell. (laughs) Well, let me go through it and see if I'm wrong. You raise energy, you release energy, Mm -hmm. and then you think. So for me, raising is the last half of the
1: thing. Right. So invite anybody, any entities you want to join. You don't have to invite anyone, right? Or anything. Yeah. State your intention. Raise the energy. Put that energy somewhere. And then think everything. And then ground. Okay. There we go. That's the basics. Super basics. Good. And then you can flesh those all out is with all these ideas that we've gone over. Exactly. Something that I like to do for like releasing something, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I like to write on a piece of paper that thing. And if it's a complicated thing, I might write, I might pick a bunch of different strips of paper and write one thing per strip of paper. And then as part of the spell, I burn them in the... Like you raise the energy, put the energy into the paper, and then you burn the paper.
0: And I really, you know, I like what you said there, because as I'm thinking about for me, and my spell is about like lowering my walls when it comes to Mm -hmm. love, right? That is kind of a vague thing. And so one of Mm -hmm. the things we were talking about is kind of being clear with our intentions. So I think one of the things that I will do is put some time as like, what does that mean to me? And how does that show up? And what is it that I'm really wanting to get rid of? Is it because it's not like I want to just date everybody and everything. I still like being able to like hold my boundaries. I still want mm-hmm. my boundaries to be like, I don't need you kookadoo. Mm-hmm. I've already dated you. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had my fill of kookadoo um, in this lifetime. But but to like think about, well, maybe it's about, you know, um, hiding that I'm interested in somebody that I'm actually interested in, mm.
1: right? Yeah. Or maybe it's not getting rid of your walls. It's adding a door. Yeah, yeah. Or a window. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, make
1: make that person climb into (laughs) the tower. I'm gonna gonna throw down my hair.
0: (laughs) climb My motherfucker. Gotta find me. Yeah. So I think that's something that will be good is just to kind of do some self reflection, which is also really great. But what do I really want? What is it that I'm really asking for? Right. And yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, one of the questions I have too, as far as like when we talk about banishing, so like when we talked earlier about symbols, and I love doing symbol work, mm-hmm. um, and so it'd be very easy for me to think, oh, well, this is about love, right? This is about me getting love, so I could go into red, into hearts, and so forth. But it isn't about getting love; it's about removing my walls, right? Your obstacles, my obstacles. So when it's when it's that sort of thing. What, like, of course, the symbology of a wall or a gate or a lock, Mm -hmm. that kind of comes into mind because we're already using that as like a metaphor, right? What metaphors do you use when you talk about these things? But what are other sorts of symbols or scents or crystals or whatever when we're talking about banishing
1: or releasing things? So with banishing, personally, I don't like to use crystals. Okay. Why is that? Because they're so permanent. Okay. Okay. And so for me, it's like, okay, if I want to get rid of something, if I use a crystal, I have to get rid of it.
0: Got it. Okay. And you love your crystals. I love my crystals. So you do not want to – okay.
1: How do you get rid of a crystal in an ethical way if it's full of something that you're trying to get rid of?
0: Yeah. That's why the paper and the burning works. I suppose you could also use liquid too, couldn't you? Yeah.
1: I was just going to say like you could do – you could wash it. You could wash something clean. You could write something on your body with body paint and wash it off. Oh, yeah. You could even do something with like permanent marker. And then as it fades, that's, it's way longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like I'm not ready to have it go away right this second, I want it to be a more gradual process, you can make that happen with using a little more subtlety in your spell. I love that. You could create a T. That you drink and then pee out. And then pee out, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we're on
0: the same (laughs) wavelength. (laughs) Yes, I think we are. Are there any like flavors or smells that are particularly associated with releasing?
1: Not that I know of off the top of my head. Yeah, none that come to me. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't use something, you know, something that you don't like as much.
0: Yeah. Or maybe, you know, this isn't the case in my situation, but I could imagine if you if there was something that you associated with that. Yeah. Right? Like if you associated cherry lifesavers with a bad boyfriend. I don't Mm -hmm.
1: know. Right?
0: (laughs) That maybe you could use that as, as part of that releasing. Yeah.
1: And there's a special kind of spell, which is a cord cutting, which is something that can be extraordinarily powerful, where you cut the cords that connect you to another person. Yes. Yeah. And that's not banishing. Right. Exactly. But it falls kind of under the banishing category. It's just saying, like, I am done with this person in my life. They're not giving me anything positive. They're only taking from me. I need them out. I'm disconnecting from them. I'm disconnecting from them. And sometimes you've got a million cords attached to that person. Like, the longer you've known them, the more cords you're going to have. The more Mm -hmm. intimate you are with them, the more cords you're going to have. And so what I like to do for that is to create a poppet, which is like a little doll. And then inside that I put – and like when I say a little doll, I'm talking about like maybe made out of muslin, something really simple and organic that could be composted. Okay. So then I put stuff in it that is representative of that person. Again, compostable. So maybe paper where you write stuff about that person or you – You know, if they like a particular flower, you put in the flower or whatever. And then just things that you associate with that person. And then you attach it to yourself or have somebody help you attach it to yourself as you put the intention of like, I'm separating myself from this person. But first you tie a bunch of cords to them and you can maybe make a tangly net, just whatever feels right based on your relationship with that person. And then you go and you cut the cords. Got it. And ideally the cords are also compostable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then you take all of that and you put it in a compost pile.
0: And you let it go back to the earth.
1: Exactly. You release it back to the earth and let them go. One of my good friends did a cord cutting ritual on the man that she was still married to, but was separated from. And her insurance that was through him just disappeared one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like right after she did the cord
0: cutting, it was That's like... why you want to be thoughtful about the spell that you're doing.
1: Yeah, don't cut all of the cords to somebody if there's still something that you need from that relationship. absolutely. So yeah, other questions? What about
0: colors associated with banishing? Is it black? I'm also thinking maybe white for freedom. Either one of those
1: is really good. Any color that you associate with the thing you're banishing. So for me, if I were getting rid of my walls, they might be gray, like gray stone Mm. or brown wood. Or red brick, just depending on what kind of walls I imagine in my head.
0: I really love the idea about, you know, and maybe what I'm going to do is just really play with the metaphor and the imagery of it and think about it maybe like that story, that fairy tale story kind of walls, etc. And that can, I think, getting your imagination involved is just a way to have fun and also a way to kind of power it up too.
1: Absolutely. Use your imagination. I love it. All right. My final caveat is that it's okay if your spell doesn't work. I know my first spell, it was a love spell, did not work at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just like my invisibility spell did not work. I was still visible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I put a ton of effort into it. I did like a whole big ritual thing. I dressed up. I anointed myself with oils. I cast a circle. I called on all the elements and all of the deities. And I did all this stuff and got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't the right thing for me at that point in my life, and so it didn't happen. And the other thing is, just like with anything else, it takes practice to get good at it.
0: Well, and, you know, for example, like with me, the reason why I'm not doing a love spell is because I know I have a lot of walls and protection Mm -hmm. up, and so it's going to make it even I would have to do an even bigger, even harder love spell to try to overcome my little fortress that I've created for myself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing magic. It doesn't mean that magic doesn't work. It means that a single spell you did didn't work. Yeah.
0: Or, you know, also if you closed it particularly with and harm none or for my own best highest good, maybe the spell wasn't for your best highest
1: good. Right. I also find it useful to write everything down afterwards so i usually write the spell up first but then writing it in like a book of shadows or a grimoire which are sort of witchy words for for books (laughs) so like a grimoire is often like a collection of spells
0: and you can buy some of those but you can also make your own
1: and i always viewed my book of shadows as like my reflections on my spiritual life and spiritual ideas that I have, whereas my grimoire is more of the solid, like, okay, I'm going to write herbs and what herbs do and, and crystals and what various crystals do and anything that kind of comes to me. But then I also put in spells and any of that that stuff, like the – Recipe book. Yeah, the recipe book.
0: Okay. Whereas like the Book of Shadows is maybe more like your food blog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or even your diary, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to go with the theme. I know. Your lo- your your live journal. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> your MySpace page. No, that's not food themed. But that's okay. So I have another question for you. Great. If somebody wanted, and <laughs> she did not pay me to ask this, um, <laughs> if somebody wanted, like, a consult with you on how to oh. – <laughs> actually like help write a spell for them for you to, to get help to think through some of the things that you might know they might need to think through or give them some ideas just like a lot of the questions I asked
1: mm-hmm. is
0: that something rosalieforest.com offers
1: yes that would be a metaphysical advising appointment and one of the things I love doing is helping people write their own spells to help them accomplish their goals
0: see there you go You don't have to do this on your own.
1: No. And, you know, something I always say, or I say in my frequently asked questions anyway, (laughs) is that my goal is to empower people to do their own woo. Yeah. So I'm not going to do a spell for you, but I will work with you to help you figure out what makes sense to you and how to do it in a way that you can and will feel very empowered, hopefully.
0: Well, just like we were talking about. We all have our own unique symbology and imagery, whether that's the like castle and the Rapunzel's situation, or maybe McDonald's, like you're like, whatever you're, you know, and that's why it's great for you to create your own as opposed to somebody else's because then you can really use your own symbols and your own Mm -hmm. imagery to sort of have somebody to consult to help you figure out what those are. That's a great approach
1: my opinion well thank you for asking that question and no i did not pay you to do that no that was not (laughs) planned
0: i just came up with that on the spot
1: (laughs) so we would love to hear from you do you have any tips or tricks for writing spells Anything that we didn't cover, you think is important that we should cover? Have you done some spells that went spectacularly wrong? We definitely want to hear about those.
0: (laughs) Or did you do any spells that went spectacularly right? We'd also like to hear about those.
1: If you want to reach us, you can email us at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. Or on our website, ShitMySoulSaysPodcast.com.
0: Yes. And again, if you sign up for our mailing list, you will be able to get a PDF of a lot of what we had just covered today so that you can have your own little guidebook. To create your own spell for free. Yay. Yay. So on that note, it's time to wrap up the episode. Sure is. And we're going to do again with what we tried last time, which is setting an intention for the next two weeks. And I want to do a follow up for my last intention.
1: Okay. What was your last intention? So my last
0: intention was about creating work-life balance. That's the intention Mm -hmm. I had set. And I did. It was great. Yes. Amazing. I, like, stopped at a regular hour every day. I had time to go out and walk around. I didn't feel totally run down and burnt out every evening. So I'm really grateful for that intention that it managed to manifest in my life. Awesome.
1: Yay. Yes. Uh, my intention last time was to be deliberate about being woo. I don't know that I succeeded. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I was woo, was I deliberately woo?
0: <laughs> what does deliberate mean to you, I guess?
1: I don't know. I mean, I did do a pretty big tarot reading for myself, which was the 12 Houses reading that you talked about in our tarot episode. Mm-hmm. You also created this workshop. I created this workshop. That That's was true. deliberately woo. It was very, yeah, okay, fine. I was deliberately woo. <laughs> So there. Okay, well, what's your intention for the next two weeks?
0: So I really want to ride this energy that is pouring through me and apparently is pouring through Lee as well and all of us, which is this releasing energy. So I am setting the intention over the next two weeks to get some stuff out of my house that I'm ready to release Mm -hmm. to kind of clear and purge a bit. I'm being a little bit vague about it. And I see you're making a face at me. Oh, it has nothing to do with that. You're just processing your own world. Because <laughs> that's just I want to make some progress on that. I've got like boxes around me right now of stuff that I'm like, I want to get rid of this, but I haven't actually let it go yet. Mm-hmm. So I want to like go through my stuff and like get rid of things. I'm ready to live a cleaner life, a
1: more minimalist life. I'm My face was because I was like, which of these two things am I going to Have my intent be yes, and then you were talking about releasing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do the releasing one. I'll do, I'll make it my intention to clear clutter every day. And so my face was, why are we thinking the same thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and the thing that I love about intentions is that they don't have to be rules or things that are making or making that I at least that's how I see intentions. They're not things I make myself do. It's just like. This is the intention I'm putting out there. And I'm just asking for things to flow through me, to inspire me, to make it happen, as opposed to something I'm like, I'm going to do this, which I think is sometimes when we think of New Year's resolutions, that's when mm-hmm. we, we think about those kind of intentions.
1: I'm really hoping that you will do a workshop for Shit My Soul Says about setting intentions.
0: Well, you'd never know. That's, I got a <laughs> workshop coming up episode after this one, and it just might be that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> tbd peeps all right all right okay do your woo yes do your woo and tell us what shit does your soul say yes what shit does your soul say bye